Welcome to Safe Dividend Investing's podcast number 104 on February 23rd of 2023. Today, I'll be answering six questions. In the first three questions, I want to address my curiosity about the recent changes Warren Buffett has made to the stocks in the Berkshire Hathaway portfolio. As one of the most prominent fund managers in the world, he must disclose his holdings to the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission every 90 days. In the last quarter of 2022, he made 10 significant changes to his $686 billion fund. He sold Taiwan Semiconducting Manufacturing Company, U.S. Bank Corps, Bank of New York Mellon Corps, Activision Blizzard Inc., Chevron Corps, McKesson Corps, and LA Financial Inc. He bought Louisiana Pacific Corps, Apple Inc., and Paramount Global. I am curious to see if I can get some insights into what he may have been considering when he analyzed these 10 companies and decided to buy or sell them. This week, in questions 1, 2, and 3, I am looking at just three of these 10 stock transactions. Question number one. Why would Warren Buffett sell Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company Limited? Ticker symbol TSM. It is Asia's most valuable public company. In the third quarter of 2022, Buffett bought a $4 billion stake in TSM, but in the fourth quarter, he sold most of it. Perhaps the following events may have triggered its retreat. In October, the chairman of TSM warned of the rising Taiwan-China and U.S.-China tensions. The semiconductor industry makes up 15% of Taiwan's productivity. Their biggest trading partners are both the U.S. and China. TSM's semiconductors are going into both countries' military hardware and consumer products. Both of these customers need alternative sources of supply. They are vulnerable to TSM's almost monopoly supply status. This dependency has led to the United States passing its CHIPS Act, or C-H-I-P-S Act, which supports U.S. research, development, and manufacturing. The objective is to remove this U.S. dependence on TSM. China is also taking steps to remove this dependence. The days of ever-rising revenues and profits for TSM are meeting a new challenge. If I had money invested in Taiwan, I would also be concerned that Joe Biden repeated the pledge that U.S. would get involved militarily to defend an invasion of Taiwan. China 
has been threatening an invasion of Taiwan for almost 80 years. They do not see Taiwan as an independent country. They see it as a wayward province of China. Buffett may now see the threat of Chinese invasion must now be taken seriously. It could wipe out his investment in TSM. It was also reported that U.S. companies have now been pressured to stop supplying Chinese chipmakers with equipment to build the most sophisticated chips. This heightens the tensions and increases the chances that China will concentrate on building such equipment themselves. You would also wonder what pressure has been brought to bear on such major U.S. companies as Apple to cause them to cut back their buying of chips from Taiwan chip makers like TSM. It is understandable why Warren Buffett invested in TSM. Four years ago, their share price was $40.52. Since then, the share price has increased by more than 100% to its current $89.59. U.S. analysts are still promoting it as a buy, which is understandable. Its strong operating margin of 45.5% and the price-to-earnings ratio of 13.9 makes it a very attractive stock. When I scored it, Using the IDM stock scoring software, it scored 66 out of 100. Very few stocks score over 70. Of the thousands of stocks I have scored, the highest score ever was a 78 and the lowest was a 4. I personally avoid scores under 50. Warren Buffett's mantra has always been that the secret to successful investing is to never lose money. I'm sure he sees the increasing risk at TSM. For the few months he has held the stock, he has made a small profit. I think he feels holding on to TSM is just not worth the risk. The money invested there can be better applied to safer investments. Question number two. In this last quarter, what is one of the stocks that Buffett bought? One new purchase was Louisiana Pacific Corporation, stock symbol LPX. It is a wood products company producing boards and siding for the construction industry. He has invested $417 million in this company. What would be the attraction of the stock whenever increasing high interest rates have seriously slowed down new housing starts and have impacted lumber markets? Perhaps Buffett is listening to the analysts in the construction industry who expect the downturn to be short-lived and expect it to be a rebound later in 2023 or in 2024. These analysts also believe that higher mortgage rates have caused homeowners who bought their houses when rates were low have now put a hold on any plans to sell their houses. 
they want to hold on to their low mortgage rates. This would result in upgrades to the existing home, which will be good for LPX and other wood processing companies. Wood is a major component in the construction of U.S. houses. In comparing Louisiana Pacific to other lumber product producers, you can see that although LPX is not the largest of the lumber producers, it appears to be the most profitable, with an operating margin of 34.82%. Their recent announcement that they were increasing their next dividend payout by 9% appears to be a confirmation of their financial strength. This announcement about a dividend increase followed a recent $600 million buyback of its shares by the company. When scored, LPX had an IDM score of 55 out of 100. The score was pushed up by its low price-to-earnings ratio of 4.9 and its increase in share price from $25.26 in February of 2019 to its current $64.78. I suspect that Warren Buffett sees this as a stable, well-run company whose share price will increase in years to come. Interestingly, its highest share price of $78.35 was achieved in December of 2021. In 2008, its share price was only $10.88. Buffett may see it as a bargain at its current price and that it adds diversity to his portfolio. Question number three. Why has Buffett sold almost all his shares in U.S. Bancor? Stock symbol USB. Buffett, in the third quarter of 2022, reduced his shares in U.S. Bancor by 31% and then by another 91% in the fourth quarter. He still holds 6.6 million shares worth $290 million. He first invested in U.S. Bancorp in 2006. What would have caused this exit? It follows total exit from Wells Fargo in the first quarter of 2022. He had held those Wells Fargo shares for over 20 years. These are the two largest, longest established banks in America. U.S. Bancor has more than 3,600 branches. When I scored U.S. Bancor, it scored very well with a 67 out of 100. It trades more than 5 million shares a day. Seven analysts rated it a buy and one analyst a strong buy. Its operating margin of 30.19 and dividend yield percent of 3.95 is normal for a bank of this size. The price-to-earnings ratio of 13.1 was quite acceptable, as was the book value of $33.16. Looking back at its steady dividend payout increases, 
you see steady growth in its dividend payouts. In 2014, it was paying out 23 cents on a stock trading at $42.55 compared to the current 48 cents on a stock trading at $46.46 on December 29th of 2022. However, when you go back to the crash of 2008, you see a stock that was paying out 42 cents on a stock trading at $30.55 in September of 2008 that then missed dividend payments until May of 2009 when it then paid a dividend of only five cents. Perhaps what a spook Buffett could be the class action lawsuit commenced October 22nd of 2022 by investors. It was initiated for the same complaint that Wells Fargo had also faced. These were complaints of phony credit card applications and lines of credit and deposit accounts being opened for customers without their consent or knowledge. These fictitious transactions could have distorted the financial results reported by the bank and resulted in investors bidding up the bank share prices. Once again, is this sale of USB stock an example of Buffett avoiding a possible future loss? I'm sure he has exited with profits, which will be invested in safe, stronger companies. Question number four leaves Warren Buffett behind. In this question, they ask, when the stock market drops for three weeks straight, what happens? For a stock to drop, someone must buy that stock at the price it is being offered or the price would not drop. The stock market is an auction vehicle for optimistic speculators who think the price is going up buy the stocks from pessimistic speculators who think the price is going down. Millions of such bid guesses are being made every day by speculators. If their bids were not accepted, the price of the stock would neither go up or down. Thus, buying is taking place even in a market that has dropped for three weeks. These speculative guesses have little to do with the financial strength of the company. Financially strong companies pay dividends. The dividends are paid from profits. Profits are derived from the wise revenue and expense decisions made by the executives of the company. The executives are focused on increasing profits and sales. Their pride wants them to be higher than they were last year. The share price is not something they can control, so it is not something they dwell on. At best, they can only influence speculators to buy their shares by being profitable. During a market crash or recession, when almost all stocks drop, it is not unusual to see companies increasing their dividend payouts. 
stock market share price drops that go on for weeks have little to do with the company's financial strength. In the reference book, New York Stock Exchange's 106 Best High Dividend Stocks, analyzed and scored, you can see for each stock share price and dividend payout since 1999. Looking at the market crash of 2000, 2008, and 2020, you will see several examples in these 106 stocks of rising dividend payouts linked to the market crashes lower share prices. Democracy is referred to as tyranny of the majority. Stock speculating is very democratic. The majority of either optimistic or pessimistic speculators at any given moment control the share price. The price can reverse in seconds. Question number five. Is the stock market a random walk? If it is not, then how can you model it mathematically? I have no idea why you think you can model the stock market mathematically. The stock market is an auction vehicle that allows optimistic speculators who think that a stock is going to rise in value to buy stocks from pessimistic speculators who think the stock is going to decrease in value. The optimist has to provide enough incentive in their bid to the pessimists to make them want to sell the stock. If the incentive is not provided, then nothing happens and the stock does not change. Multiply such guessing by the millions taking place every day and you are left with the reality that trying to predict the future share price accurately is futile. Interestingly, what is more predictable is the paying and increasing of dividend payouts. Why? Because dividends are realized from profits. Profits are the result of a logical process of thinking by the executives of companies making wise decisions about revenues and expenses. The executives are focused on increasing sales and profits, not share prices. This is why even in a recession, when all the optimists have retreated and share prices fall, that you can see many financially strong, long-established companies increase their dividend payments. Payments which are divorced from the interplay of speculators are only able to influence speculators. Is an auction a random walk? Speculators do not have random objectives. They have very specific objectives in mind. The stock market is probably the best example of a democratic process where the independent majority can move a fluid process in the direction they believe in at that given moment. Question number six. As an 18-year-old working full-time and saving $400 a week, should I invest this money in different stocks and bonds? When I was 18, the last thing in my mind was investing my money. That does not mean that it should not have been. 
What is your objective in saving your money? You seek financial independence at a young age, or perhaps to get rich quick by speculating on questionable investments with potential but no history of financial strength. Speculating is a quick, easy way to lose your money. Patient, consistent investing in financially strong companies with long histories of ever-rising share prices and dividend payouts through good times and bad is the surest way to achieving the wealth for financial independence. Do you have the patience and willpower for careful investing? I would suggest that your first objective is to save $5,000. While saving this money, if you're able to do it, you concentrate on learning how to identify and sort out the best of the financially strong companies. For insight on how to do this, you could start by going through the material in the website www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com. Choose the strongest stock and invest the $5,000 in it. Now, start saving for the next $5,000 to invest in the second strongest company. Keep doing this until you have 20 strong, diversified companies in a portfolio which will be worth in excess of $100,000. A portfolio of that size should be able to grow with natural capital gain by about 10% or more each year. As well, you should expect to realize an additional 6% each year in dividend income, which is invested back into the portfolio. The result is that the portfolio will keep doubling in shorter and shorter periods of less than five years, even if you stop putting money from your income into it. Few people have patience to stick to such a plan. Perhaps you are the exception. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com.